Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. This show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup, and every week we discuss issues including income inequality, disability, and race. We wanted to take a closer look now at the plight of the Haitian migrants, as many are still trying to make their way from South America to the U.S. to seek asylum. You remember that crisis a few weeks back where thousands of mostly Haitian migrants camped under a bridge on the southern border. They are gone now, some having been sent back to Haiti with limited housing, food and water. It is an issue that has left many in dire straits in Haiti and Central America and in this nation. Taisha Santil at the nonprofit Haitian Bridge Alliance tells us thousands are making risky journeys to get here. That conversation after this short break. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. People are still making that journey, like you said, and just I think a lot of people don't realize for an individual to think that after seeing all of those horrible photos and the mistreatment of black migrants at the border, for them to still say this is what I want to do just proves the desperation that they're feeling. So we know that there are about 25,000 or so that's already in Colombia uh, making their way up here. A lot of them are, are families. A lot of them are taking their babies, literally infants, with them that, that we've heard of. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation saying that the border is open, they'll be able to go through. So we just have a very unfortunate situation. And of course, when you're taking that journey, crossing borders, and, and um, a lot of them, unfortunately, they die. Um, a lot of women that, that are getting are getting raped. Uh, it, it's just the situation itself proves the desperation that these people are in. And when they do make it to the border, they only make it to be expelled back to Haiti. I read earlier that they found more than 100 mostly Haitian migrants in an abandoned shipping container on the side of a road in Guatemala. I mean, are is it is it that bad? Are, are many people going through that sort of thing? It's that bad. It is that bad. Um, I, I, so I was one of the individuals from our team that went to the re And when I was coming back, I sat next to a man that was paroled in and just talked to him, have a conversation. And he said that everyone that took this journey and are paroled in, they should be considered heroes. That's how horrible the journey is. It's it's the kind of journey where if you're with your wife or family member or whoever, if they can't continue, you just have to let them. For example, he said there was a man he saw his wife's foot got broken. He couldn't do anything. He just had to continue on the journey without her. 
it's a it, it's a really really unfortunate situation, and I, I just really hope people would stop to think, wow, it must really be that bad for someone to decide that they would rather put their life at risk than to be where they came from. You said paroled. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So the very few that. Um, were released, they were paroled, and they weren't released really um, just to be released in the country, as a lot of um, sources want want, uh, people to believe. So paroled and just means that you have to follow up on your asylum claim um, to see if you have a credible fear to, to be in the United States. Um, and have your asylum be approved. So you're still following up with immigration judge, immigration courts, and so forth. Uh, but it, it, that's the technical legal term for it, is that you're paroled into the United States to seek asylum. But unfortunately, what we're seeing is a lot of those people, they are being placed into expedited removal, meaning they are just released only to be expelled again or deported again back to Haiti. Those who have not been immediately deported, where where are they living and what kind of conditions are they dealing with? So if you, if you, you, for those that were released or for those that are in detention centers? Actually, both questions. For those that are released, those are the individuals that we are working with now. And for some of them, they have sponsors uh, where they can stay with their sponsors until they follow up and have a final immigration judge order to decide if they're going to be deported or if their asylum claim has been approved. So some, unfortunately, don't have sponsors, and Haitian Bridge Alliance is working hard to, to provide for those individuals. Some, to your second question, those that are detained, So they were under the bridge, and now they are in a detention center. They are just waiting until their day comes for them to be reported back to Haiti. And we're hearing that they are living in horrible conditions um, in these detention centers or or ICE facilities, however you'd want to call them. Um, Many of them are not giving food at all. Uh, we've heard a lot or being shackled in overcrowded rooms. Just the other day, I heard a story uh, of one man. He was shackled with over 100 other men in a crowded room. All of them had to, had to stand up. Of course, they couldn't sleep because they had to stay standing up. We've heard stories of just the room being extra and extra cold conditions, um, and they're not giving any blankets, nothing at all. These are the conditions in the detention centers. Why are they being shackled? Are are they on, on some sort of charges, or that's just the way they're putting people there? It's That's a question that we have as well. That's a question that we have. Um, this is not the first time that we've heard We've heard, especially black migrants are being shackled in detention centers. It's not the first time that we've even seen when they're going up to to the plane to be deported, they're still in shackles. So I'm not sure what that, why that happened, but it's not um, a weird coincidence at all. Is this the way black migrants trying to get into this country and not just from Haiti, right? Dark-skinned people, people that look black, you know, because they are. Is this the way... Mm-hmm. ICE has been treating them for years. This is not a new situation. Oh, of course. That's not it's not new at all. We've been sounding the alarm since their existence six years ago. Um and, and the anti blackness that's embedded, it, it's so it, it's so 
it's it's so deep in the system that we see it everywhere. And what I mean is you have black migrants, they're more likely to have a higher bond. They're 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 more likely to be detained longer. Um, they're let, judges believe them less. So if you go before an immigration judge, the bias is that all oh, your paperwork or fake that you're lying. This is across the board. That's one of the reasons why we created the immigrate the immigrant bail fund, the black bail fund, because we were seeing that the the bond the amount that. The, the judges are setting those bonds. They were ridiculous. And if I'm an organization, I have $30,000, and I see that there are two non-black migrants that I can bail out for 30000 and then one black migrant for 30000 I'm going to want to help the most people. So I'm going to go with the two non-black migrants. And that's something that we're seeing over and over again. So we created the bail bond to really help all black migrants, but un- understanding that there is a special emphasis on um, people that that look like like us, people that are coming from Africa, that are coming from the Caribbean, because the racism is so deep um, in the way that they're being treated. We've sent countless complaints, numerous complaints, especially pregnant black moms. Um, the, the the stories that we've heard, you wouldn't believe. You would not believe. Who have, who have you sent the complaints to, and what have you heard back? So the complaints, it's mainly our um, our legal team mainly mainly work with that, but we we sent CRCL complaints, um, which basically high and we we sent numerous of them. The last one that we sent was about two weeks ago, um, and CRCL complaints were sent to the Homeland Security Civil Rights Complaints, basically um, acknowledging that we 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 know what happened, we saw what happened, and, and just to give you an example, the last one we made after we went to Del Rio and then we went to Acuna where we spoke with a lot of them and we documented all the human rights violations that were occurring and we we submitted to them. Now it, it's the thing with those complaints is that it it takes a while if you even if you will even hear anything, it will sometimes take um a long time. So as of now, I don't believe that we've had we've had any responses yet. But this has not been the first complaint that we've made, um, and it, I'm, unfortunately, it probably won't be the last. Let me ask you another question. I know that the people that have been sent back on the planes to Haiti, some of whom have not been there for years, what are you hearing about the conditions they are in? A lot of them, I understand, don't have any place to live. They have no relatives. They have no clothes. What, what's happening? When they get it again, makes me very, very sad as, as a Haitian American just thinking about it. Once they get off that plane, we hear that they get about a hundred dollars equivalent to um, to American dollar, about a hundred or so in Haitian money, and which is good. It's called the currency is good, but we've been hearing that a lot. Don't even get that amount, um, and that's it. You'll just you find your own way. There are really no services for mental health, for the trauma that they went through. There are no assistance for housing. And mind you, this is a country that was redesignated for a temporary protected status. And for a country to be redesignated, that means that you are in the worst of worst position, that you cannot receive anybody in your country, including your own nationals. So Secretary Mayorkas said that 
Haiti is experiencing extreme human rights abuses. So they know where these people are heading. So they, they know that um, in most cities in Haiti, they're being ruled by gangs. They know that the political vacuum only makes it more dangerous after the assassination of President Jovenel. So this is the situation that they're sent to, to where they have to provide for themselves, um, find housing. If you come with a, your kid, if you're a family unit, then you just have to, to find your own way. And a lot of them have no choice but to go back to where the earthquake destroyed a couple weeks ago because they think that at least some resources are going to to be sent there, which makes the recovery even more complicated. What can be done to help both the people in detention centers in the U.S. and the people that have been sent back to Haiti? Has any appeal been made to the United Nations or, or anything like that? The people that are currently in, in detention center, the ask is for them to be released on humanitarian parole to be able to seek asylum. It is a legal right for asylum seekers to petition for asylum. Um, so if they're, we've been again, con, we've been trying to to flag and raise the alarm that this needs to stop and they need to be released. They need to be released in parole so that they can seek asylum. Um, when they are in detention center, it's most likely that they will be deported back to Haiti. In terms of those that are already in Haiti, they are a lot of them are witness to crimes that were committed by CBP agents. A lot of them were. And given that they were, our ask, for now at least, is for them to be returned back to the United States um, and to to have their their rights be reasserted, which is, again, to be able to seek asylum and for us to have an investigation as to what happened under the bridge, why it happened, and how we can move forward now and treat all humans with dignity. That was Taisha Sansil at the nonprofit Haitian Bridge Alliance. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.